Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. May 9th, 2022. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Mick Roush, and Justin Kalen. One of the, if not the worst Monday of the year for Louisvillians. But we're here. We're going to talk radio. We're going to talk about the Kentucky Derby that happened over this weekend, but just to be out in front of it all. If I didn't have a vacation to look forward to at the end of this week, I may just have called it, I may have just retired. I don't have nearly enough money to retire. I don't know if I could even make it to my mid-30s. Definitely couldn't, all things considered. But today stinks. Thankfully, I've got something to look forward to. It's like the end of a workout where it's like, well, I know I ain't moving for the next two or three days regardless, so I may as well give it this extra like 10% and close out quote unquote strong. That's what I'm that's what today is. I'm just trying to find a way to get to the end of the week. It starts with a Monday. All that being said, I am excited to do radio today because there is just a lot to catch up on. But Roush, easily one of the worst Mondays of the year. Oh, without a doubt. Um I I don't know which Monday to stack it up. Like the the post bowl season one, uh, it, it's not really the day after Christmas because that week doesn't really count. But once you get through New Year's and then you're like, oh God, now it's January. Now what's next? These are basically one and one A for me. Um, I just, what's next? I don't know, but it's not going to be as good as what did happen. Um, but I did. I did treat myself, TJ, this year. I gave myself a built-in something to look forward to. Um, I've got a ticket that needs to be cashed back at the track. So either way, I've got to go back there eventually just to get more money, and that's going to be a win. So that there's my one built-in excuse for not everything being the worst thing in the world today. Oh, I never, I had never lost more money betting horses than I did this weekend. And I just tried to excuse it as like, hey, and the thing is, I actually cashed a lot of tickets, which is the sad part about all of it. But the, I, I, my excuse I kept going back to is same thing as last year, Justin, where like, 
I woke up on Thursday, did the radio, obviously, woke up on Friday and was thinking to myself, like, maybe I'll just buy a ticket and go to the track. The, the, the weather on Friday ended up being a lot better than people thought it was going to be. Ended up not doing that, just didn't ever ended up pulling the trigger on it, although it crossed my mind several times. So I thought to myself, all right, I didn't spend 100 to, you know, however much money a ticket would have been. And then take into consideration $14 beers, you know, you probably pay $15 for food if you had to eat out there or whatever you, you ended up getting whatever situation you found yourself getting into. So I tried to excuse it by just saying like, well, I'm saving all this money by not going to the track. Ended up losing far more than I cared to. Uh, we had some show parlays that had some legs, but never ended up cashing any of those over the course of really, we started doing those on Wednesday, but uh, it was a blast. All that being said, no gambling success. And it all could have, I could have just turned all my luck around if I'd gone mm-hmm. with my lucky number 21 in the Kentucky Derby. Holy smokes. Justin, tell me you won the lottery again on that one. I did not, but it was it's a pretty sickening story. So EJ, EJ was doing his show on Saturday, and that's when I realized that Ethereum Road was out of the Kentucky Derby. And I looked at EJ Clark, and I said, EJ, I should just throw $2 across the board on 21. Never did do it. So really, really disappointing. Uh. But I had, I had a decent day, so I, I couldn't complain. Yeah, in hindsight, you know, always in hindsight, like why, why wouldn't you have just thrown five dollars across the board on the longest shot just for that that exact reason? But uh, did I didn't have it either, unfortunately. I I did, and I couldn't settle on a freaking derby horse. I kept going back and forth uh, all last week, even into the weekend. But eventually, and reluctantly, settled on Epicenter. Mm-hmm. And would have had a semi-nice payday if if he had found a way to close out that race. But for for all the derbies I've watched, best run from a Kentucky Derby winner in my lifetime. That was unbelievable. And the overhead drone footage, maybe if we would have had that footage for the history of the Kentucky Derby, there'd be other runs to compare it to. I don't even know what you'd compare it to. It was spectacular. Uh, it was that the horse, the best horse in the in the field, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think, uh, man, I don't, I don't, I don't think that uh, Rich Strike was. But holy smokes, put on the burners! Looked like it had, uh, what was the stuff in Fast and the Furious? Nos, Nos was the yeah, yeah. Hit the Nos and then just was weaving and ducking. Roush, I saw a picture of just one of the journalists. I don't know. This was on Saturday too. But when he, I think he made that last cut, that final cut. There's a picture where the horse's head's almost like a 90-degree angle to the right. It's just – and, like, you know, moving at, what, 36, 38 miles per hour. And you would think that the horse is, like, almost losing or out of control. But, nope, really, it was just kind of making its pivots, ducking, weaving, dodging, and uh, really just an incredible, incredible run from uh, a special horse. What it ends up doing moving forward, I don't know. But it's an already an incredible story. Shouldn't have even been in the field if there wasn't a scratch goes on for one of the most dramatic closes in derby history special stuff we um it's pretty funny because the fade was was has never been more fady um i think in my lead into the derby i wrote a post uh closers don't win the derby anymore because the derby point system ruined it only front runners are going to win and then i wrote about every single horse in the derby field except that horse because it wasn't in the field until friday at 9 a.m i totally yeah. just faded myself out of it which uh totally hilarious but it's kind of how the uh 
the 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 two foreign horses summer is tomorrow and uh crown pride the japanese who a lot of people ended up betting that i forgot what it went off at but um definitely went off at a shorter price than expected because of the uniqueness of its story how it trained etc etc it did have that funny training regimen but either way i we this was the race that was set up for a closer to win it's just that you thought it would be either scoots's mo donegal or zandon which um at least zandon it was right there at the end the the foreign horses uh, had the fastest quarter and the fastest half mile in Derby history. They just sprinted out there, and the pace melted down. That's the fun phrase that they like to use. But basically, they just they wore everybody out. And then Sonny Leone, holy hell, just a ride for the ages, just zigging and zagging through uh, for an incredible win. the The thing is, TJ is I I too ended up hopping on Epicenter right before race time. Uh, and hell, the seven dollar place bet. Um, I mean, that it still ended up. I, I don't think I actually lost money on the Derby race um, because it still had pretty decent odds. So that would have been a, a, a big payday if Epicenter came in. But if I'm going to lose though in the Derby, I'm totally fine losing to that horse. I think its fastest speed rating going into the Derby was a seventy four. Uh, they didn't get in the finish line suites because they were a late scratch. They just watched from the paddock. And uh, as my mom put it, she'd be like, it'd be like if we won the Kentucky Derby. My parents got in on a $30,000 claimer a couple of times. They've done it a couple of years. That's what that horse was. That horse was not a, a, a supposed to be a Kentucky Derby winner. And here it is. Uh, it, truly remarkable. Like the fact that you can just have a $30,000 claimer and then a year later it's winning the Derby. That's what's great about that race is you get stories like that. Just a true started from the bottom. Can't believe they're actually here. Sonny Leone was racing at Belterra. Hadn't even, I don't even think he had any mounts on Saturday. Gets in the Derby and wins the whole damn thing. Just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's a sweet storyline. And everybody's reaction was kind of the same. It was it was the equivalent of like a last second shot in a national championship basketball game, except the person who hit it played on St. Peter's. Like it was, it was even the, it was a long shot just to be there. You didn't think it was there. You didn't think that horse had a chance. Mm-hmm. And then before you even knew it, even the comment, you know, even the, the call of the Derby was just talking about the horses going down the stretch. And then it wasn't until literally mm-hmm. he took the lead that you you even heard Rich Shrike's name mentioned. I have an uncle who has uncle Rich? that he has not picked a Derby winner for 38 straight years. And he's, I don't know, he's in the 60s probably. Mm. And he's just, it's longest drought, obviously, he's ever been on. He doesn't know anybody that's on a longer drought. He even sometimes picks favorites, I think. Sometimes he doesn't pick favorites. He just hasn't been able to pick it. and. He the streak continued. Obviously, he did not pick Rich Strike this year. But you are right, Roush. It is my uncle Rich. So after the derby, <laughs> I texted him and I was like, "Well, this has to be the year you ended your streak. You had to bet on your name. Nope, not this year. Didn't have it." In oh man, brutal. That is brutal. If you have a horse in the derby that has any sort of affiliation with your name, you got to put some money on it. Oh yeah, yeah, and that that was. 
um, one of my friends, uh, had, his last name's Richie, so he had to put – and his favorite number was 21, so he had to have 10 to win on Rich Strike. Um, I The the one uh, – the most fun bet, a friend of mine, he, he takes a week of vacation to drive each year. He's basically a chauffeur for the different owners. Last year, he was telling everybody to bet Obizos. He had Obizos' owners. They were great people. He was like, this horse is going to hit the board. It's going to hit the board. Comes in fifth, real close, but no cigar. Um, this year, I saw him Friday night, and I didn't even – he just told me he got the horse that scratched for Ethereal Road. I didn't even remember that its name was Rich Strike, but he had had three different – there was three different scratches this week, so he kept changing. He's like, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I had to drive him real far. It was a whole thing. Like, you know, whatever, though. I'm still going to end up making money. Well, of course, he did the smart thing and put 50 to win just to see if his owners had a what? chance at winning, you know, it, it'd be a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah. He got the 50 to win and then drove him around partying all Saturday night. And I'm sure walked away with a nice tip from those owners who just had the day of their lives. Man, $50 wins like four grand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty great. Unreal. <laughs> all, all over. And like, and that's the thing too, T like TJ, you shouldn't feel bad about losing a damn dollar yesterday. It was so hard to bet those races over the weekend. I and lost I'm not, more than a dollar, buddy. But I'm not like I'm not even trying to act like I'm Mr. Expert. I feel like I have a decent beat on it, but it would go from chalk, chalk, 70 to one, chalk, chalk, 30 to one. It was all over the place. And for that horse, I mean, it just ran the race of its lifetime. I mean, for that to happen. The the odds don't do it justice how big of a long shot it was. That was an incredible, incredible win. So I can't get too mad. It only took uh if you just hit a couple races over the weekend, then chalk it up as a win. Yeah, I I uh it, it it's whatever. At the end of the day, I didn't go out there, I didn't spend fourteen dollars on beers. There is truth to that. And I did hit plenty of races. I hit plenty of trifectas, a lot of exactas. But the issue was I just didn't hit any of the big ones. Like it, it never came in the way I needed for a few hundred or even more dollar right. payouts. So it at the end so it was kind of like I was Winning money back or winning additional money back to bet to have money for the next right. race to bet, but eventually that kind of starts to drain if you don't get the big one. So it, it was I didn't I never I just could never get the big one. I was close to it, uh, was real close to a couple superfectas, which would have been real nice, Clark. But that's horse racing, I suppose. And uh, let me ask you this: What was up with old Rich Strike after the Derby, just going on like a? <laughs> It was hilarious. I'm going to eat any horse that comes within <laughs> two feet of me. I don't care who you are. You're getting bit. Bite. Oh, man. You know, horses, they can be ornery as hell, especially after a win. They're all riled up. Um, I thought that I thought that was very funny. Uh, I I just I, I enjoyed just how happy the owners were, too, in their celebration. Just like, oh, my gosh, we do it. We did it. <laughs> oh, uh, but hey, sometimes the you can't wait to get those carrots back in the stall or those peppermints. You just got to go straight for the other mains and just get after it. And that's that's what it did. It's exactly what it did. I did have a moment too, TJ, where I saw the two, and Trevor Kelsey had me place a wager for him on Happy Jack. And when it came in, I was like, 
Oh, damn. Good hit, Trevor. But that horse is a bum. It shouldn't be winning this race. Are you kidding me? Trevor won. And then I asked Brooke, that's her normal. I was like, you got the two, didn't you? And she's like, yeah, but it, it wasn't the two. There was a one in there. I was like, what? Uh, it took me a while just to figure out it had won the race. Yeah. Why that uh, it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was this? Were you in the infield during this time? I was in the infield for the race, but I did. Uh, I did make some excursions to the front side. Uh, one of which to to see my good pal Bus and Justin Kalen, who um, I, I I basically was the bartender for the infield on Kentucky Derby Saturday. Uh, <laughs> Justin could probably tell this story better than me, uh, but I did. Uh, I, I, I Thursday and Friday, I was like, you know, all my friends are over here. I don't want to just go leave and go get beer. And and besides, I, it's a long weekend. I'm going to wear myself out if I'm just spending all my time walking around. You know, I need to not stay on my feet the whole time. But Saturday, there was enough people. I was like, you know what? I've got to go see what the other side's about. Um, I'll take a bag and see how many beers I can bring back over. And uh, Justin saw me on my second trip. And uh, how, how many beers do you think were in that bag, Scoots? There were a solid 16, 18 beers. Well, and then, so my favorite, my favorite part of the whole story, Roush, is so he went, he came over originally because he wanted some food. Um, so I was like, media fit center food still set up, put on your credential, go in and get something. So he goes in and gets something. I'll tell him I'll watch his bag of beers. He comes back, sees two of his buddies. He's Roush's back is to me standing literally right in front of me. And he's talking to two of his, his friends from back in the day. And he's like, I'm looking, I'm looking for my guy. He's holding my beers. And I'm sitting there because his buddies were staring at me. I'm sitting there just pointing at my head like I, I'm that guy. Doesn't realize he's standing right in front of me. Um, so then they point to me and Roush realizes, oh, there you are. That was pretty hilarious. <laughs> um, it was also just some of the people I ran. Like I ran into the uh, Brett Dawson, Ben Roberts, John Hale crew. Uh, while I, Right oh. after I had snagged two more beers. And I'm sure they were like... Uh, it was, it was a sight for sore eyes. I had a fun conversation with them, but um, I I, they, I was in a different state of mind than they were, uh, just to say the least. I think I, I think everybody would probably believe and and buy that. Uh, that, that that's funny. You ran into them, so you you came to the other side because you just wanted a free meal. Well, free meal, free booze. They don't serve the glasses in the infield with your mint juleps anymore. So naturally, I wanted to snag a couple of those. And that was the thing that was um, that surprised me uh, because I had some friends there at Oaks. And essentially, the stories I got from Thurby and Oaks, the all-you-can-eat-and-drink, they were like, yeah, they're basically just giving stuff away. There was no lines. It was great. Saturday, Saturday there were lines. Now, it, you could get a beer anytime you wanted. And if you got one of the pre-served, like Oaks, uh, Lilies, or Mint Juleps, there was no lines. But there was lines for other things. So... I was, uh, that, that surprised me a little bit, but it was, they were just putting mint juleps down and I just grab one and then take a lap, come back, grab another one. That was what I was doing. I was just taking convenient laps to, uh, stock up as much as I could. And you know what? I uh, didn't pay for a drink and I got to pass out a lot of beers to friends. One of my buddies got engaged, uh, before, uh, the Derby on Saturday. So we were, we were all in a very joyous mood. Um, I will say I did have one. Uh, quote unquote celebrity encounter uh, while making an excursion, which is kind of fun. And, you know, I'm with my friends all the time, but it was like, all right, Rash is going on his own personal adventure now. And as I was waiting to make my way back to her, to, to leave the infield to go in, 
they had it blocked off for whatever reason. Uh, some buses were in the way, uh, but a lot of people were waiting to either get in the infield suites or to cross back over to the front side. And I was like, oh, that's Armando, Armando Big Cut right there. I was like, oh, hey, what's up, Armando? And uh, so naturally, I... I start having some small talk with him. He's like, oh, this guy's really talking to me. Well, okay, I'll talk back. Uh, had to ask him about uh, being in Outer Banks. And the 21-year-old next to me was like, wait, how do you know he's in Outer Banks? And I was like, I'm supposed to know things like this. It's just, it's just what I know. And um, so they were thrilled that he was in Outer Banks. Uh, but I was more excited. I got the entire crowd to give him a round of applause for killing Coach K. So uh was, was very happy to – congratulate him and thank him for ending coach K's career with a loss. You know, you should have teased that who was going to be radio one-on-one buddy be better than mm. that. Secondly, se secondly, did you ask him about working out with Oscar the day before? I did not. He was with Hunter Dickinson though. Okay. And, and that's of course, where, um, of course you'd ask about outer banks and not about him working out with the national player of the year. Good journalism. Well, one-on-one buddy. I wasn't on the internet Thursday, buddy, only on certain betting apps. Okay. You didn't know that he worked out with Oscar? No. That, pic that picture, that picture made enough. rounds more than enough. Yeah, but Oscar you would have to get on your phone to look him. at pictures, though. Yeah, I, I bet you weren't on your phone from Thursday to Saturday. Not really. Your phone enough to know that he's on Outer Banks. Let's go to a break. Uh, that's cool. That's <laughs> nice that you gave him uh, well wishes for what they did to Duke. Um, unfortunately, though, they're going to have to get it next year. They're just going to have oh, to yeah. get it. Oh, yeah. They're going to get the business. And I hope you I hope you reminded them of that. We've got more to talk about with the Derby. Text in your stories from the weekend on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And remember to head into Thornton's before you get into the office. We have plenty of UK news to get to. We will get to that as the show goes on. But recapping the best weekend of the year in the Derby City. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM. Oh, Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on Big X Sports Radio. Justin, I kind of want you to tell that story you just told us. About Sweeney? Yeah. he. You know, <laughs> when you're out there at Churchill Downs, especially when we, we were doing radio next to old Mark Blankenbaker and uh, Drew Diener was out there, they were the you, you just run into other media members and, and Justin for the first time ran into Andy Sweeney on on Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. So I was with uh, 
the other horse racing guys that used to be on Big X Sports Radio. And so they introduced me to Sweeney. We're shocked that we had never met. So I asked him, I was like, is that is Andy Sweeney your real name? Because you know a lot of radio guys, they won't use their real name. And he looks at me and he goes, yep, that's my bleeping real name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another a, a substitute for crappy. Yes. Uh, okay. crappy, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I like it. I like that name. It's a good radio name. It it it, it does. It's I always kind of think of Sweeney Todd, and then I go back to that office episode, Roush. But right. uh, I don't think anything's wrong with that name. No, but you you do when you're out there. It's impossible not to run into to either Outer Bank stars or celebrities mm-hmm. or whoever it may be. Did you see the video that Churchill Downs was posting? I think it was Bobby Flay. They were just doing like a a, a celebrity horse draw. And he got 21, and he was like, oh, this or Oh, wow. And then, and then they, they showed him afterwards going crazy and whatnot. <laughs> it's, it, and the, the former President Trump was out there. Did you yeah. run into him, Roush? I did not run into him, unfortunately. Um, but I did see him standing next to Joe and Kelly Crafts. So I was like, oh, well, Kentucky football and basketball team, we're going to be getting some good players for the foreseeable future. So let's let's keep this – let's keep, keep the Crafts – and uh, next to people in high places. Yes, Kelly running for governor is the big question around the state right now. But it was it, the weather wasn't even all that. Of course, yesterday, Mother's Day, which shout out to all the moms out there. Hope everybody, all the moms had a great day. Uh, learned an interesting history tidbit that I shared um, about Mother's Day. But we can save that for, for another day. But hope all the mothers had a good day. We may talk about that. A little bit later on, but of course the weather the day after the derby was just perfect. Oh, but yeah. I didn't have really any issues with with Saturday. I wasn't out there Friday, but uh, the rain was few and far between. I know I think it rained a little bit harder at Churchill Downs than it did maybe in East Louisville. But um, all things considered, not too shabby of a weather weekend. And the only thing that was missing was a few winning bets, unfortunately. The um... It, the Friday weather was not a complete washout, uh, just enough to be annoying because it was really only it, it rained like twice. And for about 15 minutes, we had to we got under the tarp and kind of took cover. Um, so all in all, it wasn't too bad. Uh, but uh, eh, Thursday was great. I got it, man. The, the Thursday live music just really makes for an outstanding time. Did you get the and night sweats? I, I did get the night sweats. I got the day sweats. I got the, the afternoon sweats. I got the evening sweats. I was very upset, though, because one of my friends was wise enough to hang around, and he was just taking pictures with people afterwards. That that was awesome. Um, could not recommend the the Thursday uh, the, the the Thursday music scene anymore. That was that was outstanding, and especially because you know that there was three times fewer people there uh, on Thursday than there were on Saturday, so you had a lot more walking around room, a lot more elbow room. You know, Derby Infield, it's a pretty crowded spot. Um, I don't think it was a record by any means, uh, but still, ton of people, ton of folks there. Uh, and and like you said, TJ, I was fine with it being a little on the chilly side. I would much rather be uh, a little cool than just sweating and miserable because Agreed. that's when that gets tough. That gets real tough. Totally agree on that front. Uh yeah, I, I didn't have any issues with it. Went to a party. It was a great time, great day. And we, I, we also had a friend get engaged on Derby. 
uh, which was which was great. So congrats to them. All right, text on in 502-414-1450. Seems like we all Justin, you didn't get lost or no no issues this year, right? No, no, it was a it was a great time. We all <laughs> it seems like we all without incident uh, unless you know unless Roush isn't telling us something. Everything went went pretty well and that that makes for a good derby. But derby is a time where people make poor decisions. Yep. And Roush UK football is dealing with one, maybe not directly related to the Derby, but I guess you never really know. Could have been partying yeah. been out at a Derby party. But uh, a, a star UK offensive player made a poor decision. Yeah, Chris Rodriguez uh, was pulled over Saturday night on Nicholasville Road. Didn't have taillights and uh, was uh, – the exact terminology I don't have in front of was it reckless driving, careless, careless driving? Um, so uh, it, all misdemeanors along with refusing a breath, breathalyzer for uh, DUI. Uh, that broke late Sunday. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where, guys, this is uh, – I, I had a conversation once. Uh, it, it would be in a, in a setting like Derby where it's like, hey, you all have gotten us to a certain point in our lives. Really, the only thing we can't do now is mess it up by getting a DUI. Just don't, whatever you do, don't do that. And Chris, well, he, he was dumb. He 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 went and got in trouble for the one thing that he can still really get him in trouble. Now, uh, how, how much trouble will he be in? Uh, TJ, I think by the sound of uh, the charges, we had a similar situation with uh, the wide receiver coach, Boonite. And pretty sure he was able to like play down misdemeanor and then he served a suspension with the team. I have a feeling that will be something similar with Chris Rodriguez where uh, he will uh, ha- get those knocked down to misdemeanors, have to go through alcohol classes um, and then serve a brief suspension. Um, but uh, mostly I think where you're going to see it now, TJ more so is that, there's there's a little bit more at stake when you get in trouble as the star player now versus the pre nil era because you know you you, you got to do some damage control instead of uh, just simply promoting the camps that you're working at over the summer. There's there's a lot more involved. So uh, hopefully this he learns uh, the consequences of his action and uh, doesn't make a similar mistake again. Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta start with number one and lucky, fortunate, whatever word you want to use, that it wasn't worse. And I think it's always Mm -hmm. important to start with that because if you don't have that one, then you're talking a much different scenario, different situation. If people are hurt, people are killed, then you're, you're, you're looking at jail time, significant jail time. And, and so luckily nobody was hurt. Luckily for Chris, luckily for people around him out on the roads. Um, secondly, a more on the lighthearted side of things, but also serious, what are you doing driving with no taillights, especially if you've been drinking, goes back Seriously. to the classic, don't break the law while you're breaking the law. What do you, yes. like, if, if that's your setup, Chris, and maybe he didn't know his taillights were out, but I would find that hard to believe if that's your setup and you know, you've had a few, like you're just asking to be pulled over and then boom, you're, you're opening up a new can of worms. Cause then you're talking to uh, a police officer at that point, and they're going to be able to smell stuff or see stuff or whatever it may be. So that's idiotic and terrible, terrible decision-making all around. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it, 
not again. You Kentucky's had issues with this in the past. Kentucky is a, a, several schools around the SEC and all over college football, and it's not just a college athletic pro- problem. Uh, kids and adults sometimes drink after they've had too much, and I'm sure a lot of folks have been in the situation where they were lucky that that they were able to get home safely. There's sadly been too many situations where people weren't able to get home safely. Get a lift, get an Uber, call a student manager. You know, all those all those things everybody's already heard. There's so many resources to UK student Man. athletes. Uh, take advantage of them. And it well, was it graduation weekend? Is that this weekend? Yeah, yeah. He graduated and that like, Saturday. You know, and that's uh, put such a damper yeah. on the whole thing. Like, and then uh, to do it without taillights. Like, come on. You you, yeah. you, had, you had so much to to celebrate. Instead, you're going to look back on this in a negative light for the rest of your life. And it's unfortunate because they have resources, Roush. Plenty of them. Yeah, yeah. Just very dumb. Uh, make, not, makes me not mad. The, that he, not the end of the world, but he he's right. there's right. going to be some serious in-house discipline. And I wouldn't be shocked if you saw – at worst, a game suspension for that starter, but maybe just a half. I, yeah, that's probably yeah, what it's going to be. I won't care if they do a game. I won't care if they do a half. I won't care if they don't do anything because you are talking about something that's like five months away. You know, you can handle so much of that stuff in house that he could be running stairs every day for the next four months. Well, I think that'd probably be punishment. That would enough. be so much worse. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's also yeah. that's the way Stoops operates, and he's not going to be all public about it either. Uh, that's how he's handled these situations before, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it will be the case once again. Um, but you know what? Um, if Chris uh, – like th- this could be a, a, a moment, a make-or-break kind of moment. It could be a, a turning point for him. You know, he, even though he's had a good career up to this point, it's, it's kind of like um, getting inside the five and fumbling it. You know, he had that problem. Well, now you get to graduation, and then you go and you fumble it that night. Like that – this hopefully this is a a moment that he can learn from and use to um, better himself as a I don't want to say a source of motivation but like time to grow up time to grow up drinking and driving and sports analogies we're back baby it's good <laughs> it's after taking off Friday it's nice it's nice being back uh, no but you're 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 right and he knows it we all know it you you can't be obviously too hypocritical with the situation because we people just need to be smart in those in those spots and i'm sure he totally regrets it and you hope that he doesn't he doesn't do something like that again um but you're right that is a good good learning moment nobody's hurt and he's gonna pay a price for it in a lot of different ways but uh bummer for uk football bummer for him something that uh, just another annoying thing that you shouldn't have to worry about or deal with but now they're going to, but I, I wouldn't. It doesn't impact the season or anything like that. For me, assuming that Chris gets it together and gets gets on the right path moving forward. Mm-hmm. But um, text on into the Thornton Sex line 502 414 1450. UK basketball picked up a commitment this weekend, Roush. Yeah, we got a, a nice Sunday Mother's Day special with uh, Adu Thierro uh, announcing his commitment to the Cats. Um, and TJ, we, we alluded to it last week. There really is not a good comparison for anybody throughout the Calipari era on this commitment because he's the, the son of one of Cal's former players. And he's a guy who's unranked. I mean, he's put up some impressive numbers in the high school ranks. But a lot of people didn't 
think that it, Cal Perry was seriously recruiting him. And then he came on the official visit and all systems were go. And now he will be a Wildcat. Uh, the second uh, addition of the offseason thus far, uh, following uh, the addition of Antonio Reeves from Illinois State. So not a huge not a huge uh, addition sort of deal. We're used to like the the, the rotating door moving pretty rapidly, but uh, it's not as crazy this year, TJ. You got uh, three high school kids and a transfer coming in. That's light work uh, in a normal John Calipari offseason. Yeah, and, and you're going to have you're going to have a couple transfers. You're losing a freshman to the draft. But the other two people, contributors that you're missing out on were seniors, like they, they have expired their eligibility. It is it 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 feels kind of like a normal program for a second to to some degree. But I still also don't think UK is finished. We talked a lot about this commitment, uh Thoreau's commitment last week, and it's it's a depth ad. Somebody brought up, I think, Ty Winyard. When UK had Ty Winyard committed, I honestly had a very similar feeling thought process that I do here, obviously different positions and whatnot, but it was all right. Hey, if UK likes this guy and he wants to be patient and hang around, who knows what he could turn into? We'll we'll see. UK is better at developing players than they get credit for. So if somebody wants to hang around for three or four years, let's see what they could become. Didn't work out for Ty, obviously, nope. uh, but on the court, I think, you know, I st he's still playing professionally in New Zealand, but I, I, on the court, I do wonder what a senior Ty Winyard at UK could have looked like. Hopefully not a starter, or I don't think would have been a starter, <laughs> but could he have been like a seventh man coming off the bench, averaging six and five, but kind of being that tough team, that a uh, uh, final four, uh, tough player that a final four team has that picks up some fouls and plays our defense. Maybe, I don't know. I thought that. But I turned out to be wrong, but we never really got to find out, I suppose, because he never made it that far. But for a similar sentiment for, for Adu, could he, in three or four years, be a nice defensive piece, somebody that comes off as the seventh man on the bench, experienced player, uh, steady, good in the locker room, you know, I, who knows? But from just what he brings to the table for this year, a nice practice player. Yep. And, that, and I'm not trying to be mean, and if I'm wrong, I'll certainly eat crow on it, but he, they, they need bodies in practice. Calipari sometimes messes up with that where he just doesn't bring in enough players. If he's cool knowing his role as a bench player and he's still excited about his opportunity to be at UK, yes, those are the players you need. So if he's going to embrace wearing that jersey, be a good teammate, then it's a win-win. You don't need – you're not going to play 11 guys. Right, right. And and it is funny, though. Um, you know, never – nobody's ever going to be happy online, but – you do have the the people that wanted your four year players. Well, here you go, here you go. Wish is Cal's command. You have it. Uh, we'll see. A lot of people think probably. Uh, you know, I saw jokes out there like, "Well, he's probably going to transfer." I feel good about someday him transferring. Maybe he will. And if he does, then what? What's what's the harm? Good for him. Um, it's not realistic to be like, well, go. You could have, you should have gotten and went and gotten a five-star player instead. But mm -hmm. it doesn't always work that way. It doesn't always work that way. I do. You you mentioned Antonio Reeves. I had this written down. I may as well get into it since we have brought him up now. Are you a little surprised that pretty much every transfer portal ranking has him nowhere even close to near the top? Yeah, like, I, I don't know if I've seen one that has him within the top 20. I thought at one point there was one that had him at 18, but 
but I don't know if I've seen that one recently. But you're seeing more of like him in the 30s and even in the 40s. Yeah, and I don't really get it because I don't either. It's just looking off of what you judge good transfers on. He it it'd be one thing if he was a 20 point per game score, but he was like five nine or something, but he even has the measurables that you like, you know? So I don't I, I don't I can see why you don't have him as your number one transfer, but as far down as that, um, I, really the only knock I've got on him is he just he played well on a very bad team. So yeah, we gotta we may need to get one of these people who made the rankings on come on the show tomorrow or someday this week and try to explain it because I don't understand it either. And I you know, it automatically defaults to us just being homers of like mm-hmm. he's better. Do we really know? No. Do they really know? No. Um that all all that all that being said though, I don't understand it. He there's people in his conference that he had a better season than that they have ranked above him. And I would wonder why that is just what, what is, is it because he was on a terrible team and yes, on a terrible team, somebody's got to be the guy to score. They're not going to come up with zero points, Mm -hmm. but also on a terrible team, you're going to get focused in on, you don't have any help. You're doing it basically all by yourself. So what if you bring that good piece that was able to do so much while a focal point of opposing teams defense, and then you put him as the sixth or seventh man, that would seem like it's a pretty good, pretty good move. Right. Uh, how many of those people above him would have been able to do what he did, especially those that played a similar guard position? I don't think it'd be all of them. And then the Roush, the thing I can't wrap my brain around, and I've been very high on this kid, and I think he's going to have a nice college basketball career. But how in how in the world can anybody put Bryce Hopkins above him at this point? Like, I, you know, if you're doing it based on potential and you're just sure that Bryce Hopkins is going to be really, really good, and I think he will be, then that's fine. But if you're going off of what you've seen, one is one of the better scorers in college basketball, and the other one couldn't beat out Keon Brooks for minutes. Right, right. And, we, and, and, and while I do think Hopkins probably should have played a little bit more, I don't have any major issues with Calipari because of it. And again, Oscar taking up all those minutes of the five changed, changed the whole situation of how we thought this roster was going to shake out. But at the end of the day, we would see Hopkins go in and turn the ball over or be a little nervous. He couldn't get his feet wet. Now you could make the case Calipari should have played him more. I made that case, so I certainly do agree with it. But at the end of the day, he still couldn't do enough on a day-to-day to beat out Keon Brooks or Jacob Toppin, for that matter. So he was third option. I just don't know how you'd have him ranked above Antonio Reeves. And I'm and I'm rooting for Hopkins, and I think he will be a nice player. But these rankings were really head-scratching to me. And at some point, you can't ignore it. Like, these are all people that watch a ton of college basketball, and they're just not overly hyped on Antonio Reeves. What do we make of that? Well, there's nothing we can do about it anyways. He's on the roster, so we're going to see. But it's almost like college basketball experts, Roush, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. versus John Calipari and UK staff, recruiting board like or is their analysis whose analysis is better is it the college basketball writers or is it the hall of fame head coach and we'll find out this right. time of the year we'll already know the answer to that question uh, in 10 months we'll know the answer to that question but it's a big question because if uk if, if antonio reeves is indeed if there are 40 players in the transfer portal better than antonio reeves that's going to show on the court 
and UK probably won't end up having the season that we thought or wanted or all and blah, 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 any of those things. And we'll ask ourselves, well, why didn't they go get somebody better, Roush? That South Dakota, why didn't they make the million dollar promise to the South Dakota State guy? And, and I'm not saying they should have done that. But if Antonio Reeves ends up not being great, those are going to be the questions we're going to have. So we'll see whose analysis is better. But you bring in an 18 point, 19 point scorer, one of the better scorers in college basketball last season, and you are telling him he's the sixth or seventh man. I think that's great, but we'll see. Yeah. And I would think that the people who are doing these rankings are just basing it on if I'm not a one on one game, but who's just the best player that can go out? Who's just going to have the most production next year? Um, if that's what they're judging it off of, I can understand it because Reeves was brought in here for to be a good fit. You know, he wasn't brought in here to score 25 points a game. He's playing a very specific role for Kentucky. So that's why th that would be my best explanation as to why there's such a difference between these these college basketball, uh, what would you call them, college basketball experts and John Calipari. That's the only thing that I can rationalize this out to. And there is also, I mean, it's worth mentioning, I think most people probably realize that it's not as simple as, hey, we'll just go get the best player. There is a fit aspect to it where I would assume UK probably thought Baylor Shireman is a better player than Antonio Reeves, but Antonio Reeves is a better fit. He's okay with the role that they sold him on. He is good in locker rooms. You know, I don't know what, what background information they may have on them, but fit does matter. You can't just simply say, go get the most talented player. Oh, but in this case, the most talented player is a total jerk, and he's had issues everywhere he's gone, and he's been to three schools and blah, blah, blah. I'm making this player up. Right, sure. right. I may be sure some of this player exists somewhere in the portal. But fit does matter, but you can't help but look at the rankings, and then you keep scrolling down and scrolling down and scrolling down, and then you get to Reeves, and you're like, oh, well, we were expecting Reeves not to be like the guy, but be a guy, like be an important piece to the team. And if this, if people aren't very high on him, did UK make a mistake here? I still think they had one more player, Roush, like an impact player. I don't know who. Again, you're going to get people dropping out of the NBA draft and th those that tested the water thought it was a little too chilly. So they'll be heading back to college. You'll get some of those names. And I, I still think they add one more. I just, I don't, I couldn't give you a name though. Maybe Patrick Baldwin. That'd be fun. Right. Yeah. But like, you don't really need another four. And he he's can, a four. He's, yeah. He's, I mean, I, thought he was a, I just was told he was a three point shooter and he had bad numbers last year. Well, he, he is a three point shooter as like a stretch four. Um, gotcha, gotcha. He, he would be able to like he. I think he would have as much potential as maybe anybody else on the team. So that's always intriguing. But either you're going to have to kind of stretch him out to the three. Yeah, yeah. would maybe be. Then you get a situation where maybe you're playing like Toppin, Baldwin, and Oscar together, and people would freak out about that. You know, uh, I it just that's at least one name though, because it is um, it is hard to kind of keep track of who is good enough to not make it, who's going to, it, you know, it's it's kind of a mess. But it, at least, uh, when, when do we, that, that draft deadline's going to be coming up right around the corner, right? Is it 25th? Is it withdrawal? Something like that? I thought it was like June 1st, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it is sneaking up on us as the, as, mm -hmm. it'll be here before, it'll be here before we know it. But uh, 
so I wanted to bring that up with Antonio Reeves and and some of those rankings. But on the basketball front, I thought maybe by now we'd already hear the assistant coach. I think that job posting expires on Wednesday, which probably means we should be hearing something fairly soon. I can't believe, Roush, we really haven't heard any new whispers on that. There was a new name. We'll save that maybe for hour two. If you've been following along UK sport, I don't know if KSR, did you all have an article on it or not? The new name? Who knows? Yeah. yeah no you've, been, you've been checked out, haven't you? Oh yeah. When I'm not working, I'm not looking at my phone. So if things happen out in the wild world of sports, then they, they just happen. They just happen. And then we come back and we talk about them. I'm still I'm, I'm still trying to play catch up for my weekend. You know, you do the thing where you scroll through and like, did I miss anything big? Uh, I got the big ones and we discussed them in hour number one. Uh, let's see what sneaky little ones I missed that you can get the, the gotcha girls out there for an hour number two. Well, we got a fun text line to get to as well. We'll tell you this new name on the potential coaching assistant coaching uh, i like the other i like the first name we started throwing around last week more than this name but to be fair to be fair uh i don't know bleep about bleep as ruth from ozarks would say all right hour two kentucky roll call coming up next 502-414-1450 is the thornton's text line keep them rolling in tj walker nick roush and scooter busting kalen here on kentucky roll call Don't talk back. Just finish cleaning up your room. Let's see that death fly with that broom. Get all that garbage outside. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back to hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big oh, X. Oh, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Remember to pop in a Thornton's fill-up. As Roush says, the cheapest gas in town. And there's a Thornton's all over Louisville. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. You'll save money at the pump. Each time you go, they'll let you sign up at the pump, too. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, hey, you want to save some money? And you'll be like, sure. And you just punch in your number, and boom, you save money. It's easy. Just as easy as sending the text in to the Thornton's text line, which we've got a lot of, and we'll get to in this hour. Do you want to go there now, Roush? Um, we can go there. There was a couple things I wanted to hit um, quickly from the, a little leftover from Derby. Uh, a big old suck it. A big old Kentucky roll call suck it goes out to our friends at TVG. They it was oh, basically big time. Suck yeah, big time. It was basically like having the recruiting sites crash on National Signing Day. It's Kentucky Derby Day. The 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 turf race has gone off around 6. There's about an hour to get your bets in and TVG just will not work. I it was one of those, those things TJ where I thought that we just didn't have service or something was off. And, or my account, I had no idea what it was. 
Uh, when I realized that other people couldn't get on TVG as well, it's like, wow, they they are missing out on so much money right now, just completely dropping the ball by losing service right before the biggest horse race of the year. I had uh, about $120 left in there, TJ, that I was like going to just dump all over the place on Derby Day, um, but couldn't do it. It's, it's, it's sitting in my account now. I guess I'm going to use it throughout the spring meet, but couldn't use it. Luckily, I at least had the pair of mutual windows and could just bet the old-fashioned way uh, at the track, but not everybody had that luxury. You know, not everybody was wanting to put a bunch of money in a Twin Spires or a Naira bet. So, big old suck it to TVG. Yep, major suck it to them. I was even talking about them as I, I like them better than Twin Spires, but nope, after I run out of money in my TVG account, I won't be reloading back up. That's just the one thing you can't do is what happened. Yeah. And I was at the derby party and everybody was on their phones making their bets and whatnot. And my buddy was like, yeah, my, my TVG has been crashing. And I was like, well, that sucks because mine's been working like a charm all weekend. I was recommending it to people. Like it's been, it's been great. And like literally right then when I pulled it up, mine, mine crashed. And I'm sure for a lot of people it would crash or wouldn't let you log in or then it'd let you log in. But then it said you didn't have any money. And then it'd say you'd have money, but then when you'd go make a bet, it'd log you back out. It was just a total cluster. I would eventually get it to work at least long enough to make place a bet before it crashed back out again. But it was a total pain in the butt. I was on my phone far more than I wanted to be, just making sure I'd be able to place my derby bets. And then I did think to myself, like, I thought this morning, hey, why don't you just make your derby bets now just in case you – your phone dies or there's not service or you're caught up in the party or whatever else is going on. But nope, didn't do that. Waited till the last minute and was unable to, uh, to make them. Although, well, mm. I was able to make them, but not without hassle and checking every right. two seconds to see if I could log back in. What a disaster. Yeah. An absolute disaster. So big old suck it, uh, to our, to our friends at, at TVG. Big. Yeah, good, good call to bring that up. What a gosh. What a nightmare! Yeah. Did they did they apologize? They they should just be like, "Hey, we'll give you, we'll give everybody money." All the deposits I made this weekend. I wish they just you know give give them back. Just give it back. <laughs> oh, that'd be give nice, but uh, unfortunately, I don't I don't think that's the case. Uh, the opposite of a suck it though, just to winning an early bet or winning a very late bet. I didn't win any bets really in between. Um, but you know what? Getting getting the first on the board, the the big. My Oaks Day, I just really, really got off on the wrong foot. Uh, we typically would do the thing where you watch the first like two or three races. So that gets you to about 1130 noon before heading over to the track. And the first race we got to on Oaks Day was She Dares the Devil. And, you know, I'd been hyping her up all week. Get in there. And I'm, 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 I'm cheering her victory. I'm getting her up the road. And. The the six horse comes across right in front of the two. We're cashing tickets, baby. Going to be a big day. We're all winning money. We're getting rich. And I turn around after high five of my friends. They're like, wait, she dares the devil is not the six. She's the two. She's the one that got caught at the finish line. I got my numbers mixed up, totally shoved my foot into my mouth. And I, I wasn't meant to win bets after that. You can't You can't upset the gambling gods like the way that I did all by getting my stupid numbers mixed up. What an idiot. An absolute dingus of all dingus moves. It was cool seeing Secret Oath win the Oaks. 
Yeah, it was cool having D Wing get a big winner. Uh, I, uh, I I had that in my tribe, but the nine blew that one up, and mm-hmm. uh, that that really screwed things up for me. Uh, but uh, somebody that was sitting next to our spot in the infield, they were doing the all right, throw in twenty bucks, and we'll all draw cards for numbers. And uh, my brother drew the ace. So you want to talk about a fun surprise? Like ooh, uh, two hundred eighty dollars, just like that. That paid as well as it w- or better than it would have for two dollars to win so shout out to secret oath for uh, paying for all my brother's beers this weekend i was actually walking past uh, lucas's barn while we were out there last week doing the radio show in the morning and like thinking like man that's pretty great that, that's cool like if i were uh, I, I would i would bo- he he's got like his derby wins and oaks wins all over the barn mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i've always like that's sweet that's what you should do if you have those wins but I realized there hadn't been one on either side for a really long time. And sure enough, went in there and and did it. Uh, I had, gosh, I had, I like Secret Oath, but I actually didn't, in all my exotics, didn't put them to win because I was like, I believe in the in the Lucas drought. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just <laughs> right. going to subscribe to it. And sure enough, it bit me in the butt, but that's just how the whole weekend went for me. Gambling for the most part, but that was a, a good race, a good horse, and I wonder if uh, we'll see her in the Preakness. Possibly. Um, That'd be cool. If especially you got after Hidden Oak. Strike yeah. pulled off the upset, you know? Like, yeah, why not? And I wanna, I'm, I'm excited to see Hidden Strike again. I, I can't imagine. Do you think Hidden Strike will be – or Rich Strike, or sorry. Rich yeah, Strike I mean, will, would be the favorite of the Preakness? Hell no. It'll get bet down. I, I think it'll get bet down, Scoots. Right. I mean, it, we, we, it'll get back down, down, bird was the last, Mind that bird was the last horse similar where it was like, oh my gosh, this 51 long shot. And then I think it went off. It was a short, it, it wasn't a very short price. It was like five to two, three to one. Like you still had good odds on it, but it was the favorite. And I'm pretty sure won the Preakness. So um, we never got to see Country House in the Preakness. I wonder what that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. That one. It, the thing is, though, is I, I, it's so hard for me to, to like, I, I would have to include it, even though it would be more out of necessity, because you don't want to be the bozo that keeps betting against this horse that turns out to be awesome. But, I mean, it, it, it hadn't finished better than third since it broke its maiden at Churchill, like, months ago. <laughs> so, like, still, just improbable that this horse was able to do it. Uh, the, the other part of uh, Rich Strike, too, that was like, I, I really like the Derby for all of the kind of mom and pop storylines. And you had the the winning trainer, Eric Reed. I mean, he almost quit training just because a barn fire killed half of his horses. Which, I know. It, like, that's a, there are so many just, you, you were talking about the jockey. Like, there's just so, the horse, obviously, having to have a scratch to even get into the field. Like, there are just so many wild storylines. Uh, that they they just like almost like swept that under the rug like heartbreaking tragedy. You had what was it twenty four horses just get yeah burned like you know that, as gruesome and sad as it is. I could understand why that'd make you potentially want to get out of the business, but they, I think they had thirteen survive, and they said that trainers all over the country like helped and gave them money and resources and did this for them and got back on his feet and look at it. It's <laughs> unbelievable. All these different storylines really do make it. Like, watch this horse go on to win the Triple Crown. 
<laughs> oh man, but just just getting the derby, it was amazing. Uh, one thing that was not amazing though, big old suck it to Jack Harlow. He dropped the ball. He made a song called Churchill Downs. He dropped it on Derby Day. He put Drake in it, and it was a lullaby. It could put anybody to sleep. Uh, what, what, what was he? Like, turn it into a banger, Jack. What the hell? Yeah, I, my my brother was right. The Nappy Roots infield song is a total banger. That's what I was playing basically all weekend. Great song there, and not a great song by Jack Harlow. I think it's an okay song, but it just it's not – yeah, it's not like a classic or any or anything like that. There's a few good songs on that album, though. Yeah, and I mean, if, you know, it's one of those things where I can be like, Jack Harlow music, just fine. That would be my my mantra for Jack Harlow. That should be his next album name. Is just fine. You know, like it's, you know, like, Jack- uh, you know, most famous artist has some good songs, has some bad songs, and has some average the, songs in the, the Churchill Downs one. All in the average category, just, in my opinion, but just. Just make just wake us up a little bit. Come yeah, on. wear the goat costume again. Yeah, that was great. Did you see him getting like carried across the? Uh, that was very. Dirt? Funny. <laughs> That's a bad look for him. I, it's a bad look for him, Roush. Okay, is it all right? Is it a bad look, or is yeah. it is it the kind of like you're in King's Landing and you're in the big? Uh, what do no. they call the? What do they call those? Uh, not a nest, but it has a, a fancy name like that. Where. Basically, he was just getting carried around. That's kind of cool. Oh, like, yeah, I know you're talking. Like a chariot kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I forget the actual name that they would call him the Game of Thrones. But, yeah. But uh, either, either no, way. Uh, you're, you're from Louisville. You're in Louisville. He, he kind of prides himself on, like, kind of being, like, scrappy. You, you can get your nice shoes a little dirty. It's like, just dirt, too. It wasn't mud. It wasn't even mud. And you can buy a new pair and have them tomorrow if you wanted to. You'll be... You'll be okay. You don't need to be carried. That was a little much. It was a little much. Now he was smiling. Like everybody's smiling during it. So, like, they're having a good time with it. But, right, right. You know, like, you can walk across some dirt at Churchill Downs. <laughs> it's just dirt. You just you, you kick your shoes off and you're good. You're just shake them off a little bit. God made dirt and dirt don't hurt. Dirt don't hurt. Let's get to this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, tequila is the worst. I can drink an entire fifth of tequila and be stone sober until a, a switch flips and I'm totally blackout with my clothes off. Hello, 2012 Final Four game. There's no steady flow with tequila, just 0 to 11 immediately with no warning. See, that sounds horrible. Well, texter, uh, you know, maybe you don't drink a whole bottle of it. <laughs> Maybe that's how you. That's what he. That's that issue. He says like he has some. He doesn't really feel any. I I've been there. I think normally once you do it once, you can kind of figure it out. That like oh, I need to probably just be a little bit more patient, and it catch the buzz catches up to you a little bit later on. But yeah, he, he's saying that you don't really feel it, so you keep going. You don't really feel it, so you keep going, and boom! Next thing you know, you're shrieking to the quad. Bring your green hat. Man, <laughs> Texter says, "Hey, <laughs> I think the whole town knew you had a good time, Frank. Hey, fellas, Frank <laughs> Melbrook here. I've got a fun hypothetical for you regarding football. If you could add one of these former players to Kentucky's football roster, who would it be and why? The options are cornerback Lonnie Johnson, safety Mike Edwards, offensive tackle Landon Young, 
or edge rusher Boogie Watson. Personally, I think I'd go Lonnie because he could play either safety or corner, and we're thin as tissue paper in the secondary. I would, I would, I, I like his reasoning, but for that reason, I would use Mike Edwards over Lonnie because Mike, he he could play that cornerback position too, because that's basically what a nickel is. You're a slot corner. Um, and he has much more experience there. Like he, he, he can do that nickel role. He can do the corner. He's a lot more versatile, uh, all time UK great, basically one, one of only two DBs with more than 300 tackles. Give me the Super Bowl champ. Well, you know, in this hypothetical, I guess he wouldn't be a Super Bowl champ, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm going with you and I'll sum it up quicker. Although you, you did a great job with it. I'm just taking the best player of the bunch and that's Mike Edward. So that's, yeah. that's why I'd take him. If Landon Young, like I like what you did, Brad. It's a, it, that mm-hmm. is a fun hypothetical. You kind of took positions of need to some extent, right. some more than others, obviously. But if any, if anybody, any expert was kind of picking the four major areas, you probably nailed them. But if Landon Young was better than Mike Edwards, I'd probably go Landon Young. But he's not. Mike Edwards was better, and that's why I'd go Mike Edwards. And it just so happens to also be a position of need. But I like your rationale. You can't really go wrong with any of them, uh, uh, but I, I would go Edwards over Johnson, and that is probably the biggest area of concern, as you mentioned. So good text, fun text. It's summer radio, baby. You can't get weird enough on the Thornton sex line. No, no, especially uh, like a day after Derby week. I mean, we, we, we need your help, Brad, and that was that was good help right there. I like that hypothetical. And uh, up until even September, even, so – Derby till September. We rely on you. A texter I did says, not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I would actually argue beating number one Tennessee was not good for Kentucky baseball because now Mitch may use that reason to keep Mingio. That is not good for the program. No, I don't think you got to. Well, I guess you really never know with Mitch. He gave him an extension not long ago, which was wild, wild, wild move. Yeah, after well, last year, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was two years ago. Either way. It wasn't after last season, right? I think it was after last season because this contract oh, but it was, was like renegotiated kind of. Right, right. It was a, It's a very cheap buyout, but he got yeah. more years. Okay. One of those deals. Yeah. You're right. That was, Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, Kentucky baseball did beat number one Tennessee, so a big old well, suck it to the Vols. They won the series. They weren't able to get the sweep, but uh, seven inning game on Saturday. That's that's great that they won, and they've been they have been close in some series, which makes it I think just the season in its entirety even more frustrating. But he's got to go. There's there's not a lot of juice. Maybe they can get hot, but uh, it's a good start. Always fun to beat Tennessee. How embarrassing for the Volunteers, but. Got to be some changes. Got to get some life back in, in the baseball program. Because, look, you have people following along this weekend. Like, I, I can't I, – like, four different U.K. friends of mine that I didn't know – I don't even think they knew that U.K. had a baseball team were, like, talking to me about the game. And they were like – my brother, even, who doesn't watch baseball. He said he was up late watching that 13-inning game on, I think, Thursday it was. But uh, when they're good, I think it, it would have a pretty decent following. They just need to get back to being good. Uh, I had the NBA playoffs on yesterday, which those games, uh, they, they, two and a half hours. Yeah, the, was, the playoffs have I, I like 
there just haven't been that many games that have come down to the wire. Yeah, yeah, they've been bad. Uh, but he was, you know, kind of have on the background while you're doing things. And uh, I was in the other room, and all of a sudden I hear Duke going, swing, better, 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 swing. <laughs> they had put baseball highlights on afterwards. And I, I just – I think it's hilarious that he – like baseball is more entertaining if I can have my my little toddler there going swing, yelling at the players on TV. No, I bet that's pretty cute to see. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was good. He he's he smashes balls off the tee now. I mean, it's just absolutely drilling dinger. So uh, that that's where we're at right now. That's probably our favorite game. That and uh, this little toy where he launches the rocket into the air. We've already established it's a good time to get in on Duke Stonks because he's gonna be a big, he's gonna be a big kid, and he's mm-hmm. already shown a little athleticism, certainly more than his pop pop ever shown. So off to a good start. Hopefully, he gets Brooks' athletic genes. I could see him being, and I could see him being a baseball player, like being a six foot six dude who just overpowers has, people. Oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and, and everybody gets drafted in baseball, so. Can you make any financial promises to Justin and I if your son makes it big? Can you do that right now? Uh, today is a good day to not make long-term decisions for my financial future. So maybe tomorrow. Maybe it, tomorrow. But it's it's with a clause, assuming that your son is a successful sports star. Can we at least go to a draft party? Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Draft party invite for sure. Woo! We did it, Justin. We did it, Scooch. You know, like KRC will end in like a year and a half or two years or who knows. We all won't see each other for like 15 years. And then, Scooch, you best believe you and I will get in touch. We'll find Roush. We'll track him down. And you're we're holding you to this. <laughs> Draft party it up. <laughs> and, 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 and Parenting 101, one dad can't. Hear somebody talk about their kid with, of course, having to mention something about their kid. So apologies, Roush. But on Oaks Day, how cute was this? Lucy crawled for the first time, more of kind of inch warming. She's been able to roll and pivot and kind of get mm-hmm. where she needs to get, but it's never just been like army crawl, like I'm going just from point A to point B, watch me go. And she did that on Oaks Day, and I thought that was kind of cute. Nice. The Phillies were running for the Lilies. You had the little inchworm going across the floor. Love it. And she can really start that. She's pretty like there was there wasn't really a learning curve. She's she can she's now much more of a handful. It's cute though. Oh, absolutely love it. Uh except I will say it is uh just getting in the dirt and stuff. And like uh, so let's let's get her walking in the next two months or else, you know, could be a really dirty summer with uh, Lucy just crawling all over the place. Good point. That's a good point. But then once they're like walking, then it's okay. Tables. <laughs> That's true. Like it's true. Oh, those edges get very sharp. Oh yeah. We have like the most dangerous little coffee table in our living room. I think it's like a granite slab, but it's just like all <laughs> sharp. Bed. <laughs> it, it is like, we, we and it, it's got like iron like legs too. So we even have to put like pillows and blankets of that, even when she's just like kind of oh. rolling around on the carpet. But Oh, it's uh, yeah, we'll have to get rid oh, of that. Oh, I, I can imagine this being a Family Guy episode, and it's like a cutaway of the most dangerous table ever for a child, and it's just squiggly line zigzag <laughs> edges, just sharp glass edges. <laughs> oh man, uh, but the dad life, it's it's a it's a good time. Justin, did you meet any ladies at Churchill Downs this weekend? I did not. No. So that's disappointing to hear. 
Didn't really try. If the, I had a funny moment, TJ, where, uh, you know, there's a lot of college friends and stuff like that that come in for trips like this. And one of our buddies, he brought his single friend in. And by Friday night, the guy who lives here, he looked like death. He was like, oh, my God, this is just this is awful. Like, I can't I can't drink like this two days in a row. And the other guy was just like, where's all the women at? Let's, let's get these girls. Where are they? And it was just a bunch of guys with their girl. Like, it was not the scene for Mackin on the honeys. Just a bunch of dudes who were still like just half alive drinking with maybe their girlfriends there. But a lot of them were just happy that wives were already passed out at home. I'm sure that this isn't unique, but I, it feels like when, I, whether I watch on TV or whether I'm out there and I wasn't out there this year, but you, you notice a lot more like bachelor and bachelorette parties. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'm sure that's always been a thing. I bet our, some of our parents would talk about doing like a bachelor party or something to, to Churchill Downs for the Derby. Would you be pro or anti that Roush? Let's say you'd be like an out of town or theoretical. Oh, I, I think it's a, uh, I, I'm very pro. I, I Ideal time to do a, a bachelor party if you're an out-of-towner is an Oaks or Derby. I would probably go Oaks um, just because you, you get a little bit more of the – there's a little bit the, – the town is a little bit more alive in the nightclub scene that night. Uh, but I do think it's funny, the, the drunken optimism at the track of like, let's go to the bars. And then as soon as you actually get out of the facility and are – in route to your way home, everybody just wants to eat and go to sleep. Yeah, the my only that's that's a good point. My only concern would be just how chaotic it'd be and how you know the logistics of the numbers because we would go with and I'm sure you would do the same Roush in college where like all your out of town college friends would come in and you all would do a big, like maybe a fraternity tailgate or something along those lines. Maybe you didn't do any of that stuff, but we did. And it was always a lot of fun. And we had like a, a buddy who lived in Audubon and their family would, we, we'd take a bus from there to the track, but it wasn't a very long ride. And right. I know you wouldn't have like 30 or 40 people in a bachelor party, but even if you had like a bunch of 26 year olds or 30 year olds or 24 year olds, easy to get lost, easy to get separated, easy to not have service, easy to have somebody have a phone die, easy for somebody mm-hmm. to lose a phone. And then if you're not from the city and you, you're not sure if people are going to know exactly where your hotel is or where your Airbnb is, it can be a really chaotic place to lose somebody. So that would oh, be my only yeah. concern. Now, you could just have also the mindset that like, hey, they're grown adults. They'll figure it out. I'm going to stick with the group and have a good time. And we'll worry about Brad and Chad whenever, wherever they turn up. But uh, so that would be my only concern is like the how just packed and wild and easy to have somebody to get lost or get arrested and you never know it or something like that that'd be the only slight concern but yeah sure if you're out of town it'd be a fun it'd be a that would be a party weekend for sure i think the ideal scenario is you you keep it within a car load of people that's a good point yeah yeah if you had like five five gets an uber x right can you you shove five in there i think so you could even play. maybe make it like yeah. two Ubers potentially, but yeah, you wouldn't, you definitely wouldn't want to go right. more than that. And then you'd only have to like worry about your car. Well, then if you took Ubers, so I guess you, you, you could just rearrange on your own, but assuming everybody get addresses, but like in college, I remember people would like, you know, they'd literally like write tags and like have it on like lace them between shoelaces and be like, Hey, this is where I'm going in case I get lost. 
And that just right. uh, it doesn't sound like that'd be a lot of fun. The uh, speaking of not fun, uh, one of my friends they got they started their weekend off instead of walking with the rest of the crew. They were going to Uber on Thursday to get there. Uh, you know, take a take a mile walk out of their uh, equation for the weekend. Uh, got in a wreck in Ooh. the one mile drive to the Derby in the for Uber driver. Were they okay? They were fine. Uh, you know, got jostled around a little bit, just a fender bender. But it's like, how do you? It's just right down the street. It's right there. And oh goodness gracious! Derby. I was I was doing an appraisal on Friday morning and. I thought the address was kind of like near Churchill Downs. And then once I punched it in, I confirmed that it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna, this could end up being a disaster. Luckily, I had gone early enough. It was like 10 a.m., so it wasn't too bad. But you can, it, it, it is yeah. hard to get in a wreck because it's just stop and go so much. Right, right. And I mean, even uh, walking home after Derby, we were. Uh... I mean, stayed for the 13th race, did not stay for the last, last race. We're kind of on our way out at that point. But uh, I mean, even uh, three quarters of a mile down the road, it was bumper to bumper getting to the waters and um, getting in and out of there. The, the logistics of it, not easy, not easy. Wow, we got some breaking news. Not that break- exciting, so keep your expectations in check. Okay, Ralph's breaking news then. Week two of the NFL is going to be a Monday night football doubleheader. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Normally you only have that week one. Is week two and week one? I don't know if that, I mean, I've assumed they're still doing week one, but they're definitely doing week two because I'm reading it from the NFL right now. Yeah, Tennessee versus two. Buffalo on September 19th at 7.15. And then Minnesota versus Philadelphia at 8.30 on ABC. That's sweet. I'm, I'm all in on that. A 7-15 yes. game, that's a real treat for us East. Like, really, it should even be maybe a little bit earlier. But we'll take it. We'll take what we can get, baby. Yeah, Titans and uh, Bills, too. That's fun. So, yeah. I'm, whoo. And Minnesota-Philadelphia will be a good one, too. Like, that's 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 not slacking too much either. Get, make Monday Night Football fun again. Make Monday Night Football fun again. Make Monday Night Football fun again. I miss it. Now, you, like when it's at eight thirty, and I know that second game started at eight thirty, but who cares? You'll have that other one going, and then if it's exciting, you may be able to stay up for it. If not, then who cares? At least you got one game in. But it's really gone by the wayside. I think most would agree to that. Yeah. Let's it, take our last, uh, well, one more year we're gonna get a, a break. I was just gonna say next year we get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman too. People forget Whoa, that. People do forget that. AKA me just now. <laughs> I wonder which one they'd be. I guess they'd be on the ABC one. Probably. Probably. Yeah, you, you would think. I don't know. Well, what channel is it on? But I have football's on ESPN. It's on ESPN, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is fascinating. Anyways, okay. We'll be back. One final segment. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. TJ Walker. Let them bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Ask me about Kentucky Roll Call. Too late, all the sooner or later, 
Welcome back to the final segment of the Roll. Going to start your post-derby week. Luckily, I have vacation, but really, it's just kind of the long grind till Memorial Day, and then you'll get Fourth of July, and eventually football will roll around. But we're kind of in the thick of it, Roush, for the most part. Yep, yep, and it's it's hard to trudge through that sometimes, but thankfully we got cornbread hemp. Um, big cornbread hemp Sunday at the Roush House. Uh, the the full spectrum organic CBD products, they're outstanding. Try the extra strength gummies. They got a little THC sprinkled in there as well. It'll really help you help you get through this malaise. Just go to cornbreadhemp.com, put in the promo code Big X, you get 30% off at checkout. That's promo code Big X for 30% off at checkout at cornbreadhemp.com. Yeah, it's a good time for it after after derbies. It's it would help big time. It, it would. Keep the text coming in on the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. One more other thing that I had written down, Roush. Maybe you had seen this, maybe you hadn't. Does Dante Allen want, want some smoke? Ooh. Dante Allen wants the smoke? He says he wants to run back the West Western Kentucky-UK game this season. Love what do it. you think of that? Yeah, why not? Beat the snot out of him again. They're, uh, they lost their 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 center too. He's yeah, he went, to, he went to Missouri, so the Cats will see him. Oscar really kind of gave him a a schooling, and so you'll you'll get to see that matchup again. Dante Allen's tweet was: "So can we run the WKU UK matchup back?" I, I'm I'm fine with it. I would think the score could be worse, and it wasn't very pretty last year, right? But I'm fine with it. What do you make of does Dante Dante Allen revit? Do you do you have any take on that? No, I mean, I would hope that he would want to play and beat his former team. I don't know. Like, yeah, of course. Am I am I am I just not? Um, am I am I not getting uh, hyped up enough about this? I don't. I don't know. I don't. People yes, are wanting right. to be like, hey, you, hey, Dante, you are gonna get it, buddy. <laughs> or people are like, look, Dante wants to prove Cal that he's that he was wrong. Now, yeah, I, I don't. I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't have any anything that's not just manufactured. Good, I, Dante should have that confidence. If you're a Western Kentucky fan, I'm sure you'd love to see that. Based on reality, I. I'm not worried if Kentucky and Western Kentucky were going to play with one another, but you can't fault the kid for having that attitude. I wish him the best, and it'll be fun watching him. Hopefully he's able to thrive and play more and stay out on the floor and and, and knock down some threes. But his time at UK, that freshman year, was really annoying. A lot of people were making a huge deal about playing him. Sure enough, he goes out there, he wins a game on the road for Kentucky. It's Mm-hmm. Really, one of the more like underrated storylines in the UK era in my lifetime, and but then he didn't really do too much after that. It had a good SEC tournament game and a loss, and then he got plenty of chances this past season. More than, to be honest with you, probably more than he deserved with how poorly he was shooting the ball, and he just didn't make the most of them, unfortunately. And it uh, that that's going to happen whether the kids from Kentucky or whether the kids from California. Came to UK, wasn't able to really carve out his own path with playing time. 
Bledsoe wants to go somewhere where he's going to get more minutes. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'll I'll be rooting for him because he, he's a fun player to watch. And I and he's not a very good defender right now in his basketball career. Calipari hasn't been wrong about that. Anybody can see it if you can watch the game. And he he he's he's got to get better on that end if he wants to play at a really really high level. He could go overseas, I'm sure, and make make good money just on his shooting ability. But you got to be more consistent, Roush. Yeah, and um, if you're a Cal hater, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I wanted him to play him. Is then Dante will have eight threes against Cal and go off, and it's like you know, he's he's got to consistently make shots. To I mean, we've we've seen him do it twice, but. I mean, that that was the point of him going to Western is to a hide his defense a little bit better, but also get more shots, get a little bit of confidence. As I'm sure confidence played a played a role in that. But um, if Kentucky does play Western Kentucky, I think it'll be fun. But if we know Cal Perry's relationship with Rick Stansberry, even though it'd be a great storyline, I'm sure it's one that we will not be entertaining this fall. And also Dante. If you wanted to play against UK, you could have gone to a school that is guaranteed to play UK. Supposedly Louisville was interested in you. They play Kentucky every year when UL doesn't chicken out of the game. You could have gone several places in the SEC where I'm sure they were happy to have you. But um, but I'm also fine playing Western Kentucky. I, I think it's hilarious when Western like will make the demands or do like the we're looking for a game, wink wink UK. Uh, they came together for a really good cause to get that game to happen this this past season, but also there was the cancellation of the Louisville game that kind of made it a possibility. So, I, I if they ha- if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, Roush, I won't even think about it again. Probably. Right. Right. Same here. What's up? Uh, oh yeah, Thornton get, sex line. Yeah, yeah. Just took the words right out of my mouth. I knew where you're heading. Roush, that Adidas KRC pullover is the absolute drip factory, says one texter. Where can I purchase one of those bad boys? That is the drip factory. And uh, I don't think they are available for purchase. I think it was just a Duke and Ryan special. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a nice one. It's a it's a big axe. It's not specific to KRC, although if it was KRC, that'd be real nice, Clark. But yeah, you, you went casual on Thursday. At least to the track, yes, yes. I didn't um uh... It was also a little on the the chilly side that morning, um, but uh, yeah, no, I ended up uh, having a good time with my Cinco de de Mayo. Although I don't think I had any tequila, Justin. I I, I don't think that ever. I don't think anybody brought that into the infield with us. Oh, I do. That's on you, pal. Scoot Cinco de Mayo. How how, how was your? Were you feeling rough, Kentucky Oaks day? I was not. No, I, I was under control. Cinco de Mayo. I didn't didn't get all crazy. wasn't trying to pull Chris Rodriguez. So took it easy. Got home safely, and then drank beer when I got home. Oh man, um, did you? What did the holiday live up to its billing for you? Did it? Did you have the Cinco Always de Mayo does. of your dream? Always Good. does. That's what, that's that's what we like to hear. Hopefully, Salsaritas was a part of it. Salsaritas should be a part of your whether it's Cinco de Mayo or it's a Monday. Salsaritas is delicious. Uh, I always kind of crave Salsaritas a little bit more, Roush, when it's sunny out and nice out. It's a beautiful day. I can envision myself out on their patio, covered patio in St. Matthews right off Hubbard's. I don't know if the one in Middletown is covered. I don't think it is. It's a huge patio. It'd be a a lot of patio to cover. The one in Middletown has a drive-through. That's off Shelbyville Road. 
both locations, phenomenal. The food, spectacular. You will not be disappointed with Salsaritas. Download the app and save yourself some money today. Wildly addictive chips, hot, spicy salsa, delicious, cheesy queso. I guess you, when you does, does cheese mean or does queso mean cheese in Spanish? Yes. Okay, so when you say cheesy queso, you're saying cheesy cheese. Correct. Which, you know. <laughs> Nothing, Nothing wrong, wrong with, with some cheesy cheese. cheese. <laughs> Nothing wrong with cheesy cheese. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Another texture says, Louisville using the players UK cheated with to get recruits. They are pathetic. Hmm. That's an interesting I don't take understand. on the, the Louisville Photoshop game. Um. Oh, I guess it's you all fans saying... Yeah, I, that I, I, the players they showed for UK, they had to cheat to get. But I, hmm, <laughs> Pretzel City over here. Oh uh, yeah, another texter uh, to Plumley brother again. He he was big on the drip factory tweets. Another one or text. He sent another one. And it was Big Blue Drew. Now I would agree with that. Big Blue Drew looked good. His his derby getup or Oaks or whatever day it was. Hmm. That's all. Big Blue Drews always get the the styling and profiling. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, another texture on the Thorn Sex Line says, "When Mattress Mac loses, everyone wins." And uh, he went all in on Epicenter, two point six million in bets, including exotics on Epicenter. And uh, yeah, it's right there, right there for the taking. I yeah, stuck he... his hand on Saturday. What? Oh. Wow. Yeah. He was coming down the stairs as I was going up. He was looking pretty fly in his run happy hat and his dapper little suit. Good looking guy. Yeah, he had a little gold suitcase too. It it was pretty it was pretty funny. He the picture, the texture sent in a picture too. He looks very sad, Roush. He he looks heartbroken. Well, and not only do you have to think of what he was going through. I'm more thinking of Steve Asmussen. This is the third time where his, his horse has been on the lead coming down the long stretch at Churchill Downs and just gets caught in the final 16th. You know, I mean, it's just so close time and time and time again. And hell, even though he went heavy on Epicenter, it still had pretty decent odds as the favorite. So, uh, you know, there, there was some money to be won in that race. And uh, Rich Strike uh, had different plans. Man. Wild, wild finish. Can't mm-hmm. wait for the Preakness. That was a good day for horse racing, I think. A good weekend for horse racing, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't I know what the ratings or you know all that stuff will say, but it that that's a that was a hell of a race. Good storylines all around, and a, a didn't good have to deal with Bob Baffert and his stinky stink. Uh, uh, good riddance. So he's he's suspended next Derby too. Correct, and if. Uh... If Naira gets their way, it could be three derbies. Uh, because why would why would the New York Racing Association get their way? Well, uh, that, that's the thing, TJ. Is if you're suspended by one of the organizations, then you're suspended by them all. So he's currently fighting Naira over one, and th- that suspension can't start until the current one ends. So um, he's. He's in the middle of a 90-day one right now, and if they start this new one when that one ends, it'll be two more years. So, yeah, he, he could miss two more derbies, three in total. 
Uh, I could see him coming back for Derby 150. Wouldn't that be something? Guns blazing. It'd be just like, uh, what's the guy's name in East Bend down that Will Ferrell plays? Is it Ashley something? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because somebody put it the, the perfectly. Like, he is that character. <laughs> and it's it's not just the white hair, but it kind of is. Oh, man. And one morning, we had Sports Center on Friday morning, and Marty Smith did a sit-down conversation with Baffert where he had to get all teary-eyed and try to get people to feel sorry for him. What a dork. We have the facts. I did not cheat. Okay. That, that, that's all I needed to hear, Bob. You definitely hey, didn't cheat. That, that's <laughs> good enough for me, I suppose. Hmm. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Well, our dog got absolutely baptized by a skunk this morning on Mother's Day. Any special advice when bathing the pup? I've heard tomato juice, but feel like there's better options out there. Yeah, sorry I didn't see that when it happened uh we didn't send that one over to, until this morning i've been we've dog that is sitting right next to me twice hit by a skunk both times horrible time is of the essence when your dog gets hit by a skunk first off do not let that dog anywhere inside your house at all go to a garage if you can't just be outside and then you just start you just start washing and then there's like chemicals and there's skunk spray and stuff that you can buy. But it's just a series of baths, one after another, nonstop. And you mm -hmm. add different lotions and shampoos and stuff like that. But basically, you're just getting, you're trying to get as much as the goo off of the animal. Yeah, get it out of here. Get it, it out. Ain't it ain't fun, though. So sorry you had to deal with that, especially... On uh, Mother's, yeah. yeah, that's just not even on Sunday. Dog mom, you know. Yeah. Thought, it easy. Thoughts on the new Jack Harlow album? Churchill Downs was an all-time disappointment, says one texter. Wow. Wow, big suck it to Jack Harlow. Big old suck it. Yeah, I, I, I heard one, like the leaked one. Am I the only one who Go thinks on. Drake's part in that song is not good? He His rhythm of his rapping is just all off. Not a fan. Wow, shots fired nope. at Drake too. I'm no, I, I, I don't think it's like amazing, Scoots. I don't think it's great, but I'm just overall, I just think it's an okay song. I, but I do, I agree with Roush's sentiment as well that like you had thought that it would be like, you know, you'd bump to it, it'd be like a head, you know, knee slapper sort of stuff. You'd really get, you'd really get gyrating to it. It's not a gyrating song, that's no. for sure. No, no gyrating when Jack Harlow's around. Fellers, going back to Reeves and his transfer ranking, wasn't Big O pretty low on that same list last year? And obviously, we saw the type of season he had. Possibly Reeves could have a similar impact. You all have a good one, Levi. Now, I don't know if Reeves is going to be National Player of the Year. That's going to be tough. No, but I know that you're not suggesting that. Um, he was, but he wasn't like 30s and 40s low. Maybe there was one that had him. I, we gave Goodman a hard time because he had him like 17th or something like that, which is pretty bad. Pretty bad to have a transfer ranking and have Oscar at 17 and he go on to win the national player of the year. So, again, like we said, they could be wrong. Calipari could be wrong. But somebody is going to be wrong. Either we're going to wonder if Calipari should have gone after somebody better or for two straight years we can question transfer portal rankings and take him with a grain of salt, which you should do anyways. But it is right, interesting because right. we're not talking like, hey, you know, he's number 21. Like we're, I think one ranking out of him like 42nd. 
I think there may be one out there that doesn't have him in the top 50. Like that's, that's pretty wild. Um, but again, maybe this week we can try to get somebody on to see their reason and rationale and hear them out. Got some splaining to do. Got some splaining to do. Uh, Texture on Thorne's text line says that quote unquote made up player sounds like Justin Powell. I was kind of thinking that when I was running through, like, it's got to be the right fit, blah, blah, blah. What if it, blah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't have Justin Powell in my mind because I was also talking about like a top five or top 10 player, and he should not be a top five or top 10 player. But I've seen some of the rankings, Roush, that have like him ahead of Reeves. And it's, just, it's like, where, how? What? what? Yeah. Like, in what world? That makes um, no sense. It, it doesn't. But oh, well, again, time, time will certainly tell on that front. But lot on the line with it i suppose the mm-hmm. texture says john here good morning everyone gosh darn mr rodriguez live and learn glad no one was hurt man i like our newest addition to the basketball roster i also believe that we're still not done hey mr dante allen be careful what you ask for that's all i'm gonna say boy oh boy we pulled off our own 80 to 1 when the bat cats got the series win against the number one team in the country let's keep it going hashtag bbn we'll got to go talk to you later I love uh, the the warning to Dante Allen. He needs to know. Just just watch out, John. John says, just watch out, buddy. And Roush, I've seen some people talk like, if UK baseball gets hot and it ends up keeping Nick Mengione, would you would that would you want that, or would you rather it's just kind of hey, it's time to move on in a different direction? Yeah, um, I just need some some sort of life injected in the program, and that's just not happening with Nick Mengione. I, if, hey, if it means UK goes to – if they could even make the tournament or go to a Super Regional, then okay. Like, get it, that would mean some there'd be some natural momentum in the program. And I, if he could turn it around that well in the course to close out this season, that would be that would be spectacular. I don't think it's going to happen, but you're right. It just – the program needs some juice. If he can find a way to do it, then sure. That's – I'm – I'm open to the suggestion. We'll see exactly how it all plays out, but I don't think we're going to have to worry about that, unfortunately. A texter says, so if Scoots had tried, would he have picked up some girls? Good question. Mm, great question. Uh, I think it depends on how hard I tried. If I would have just like mm. half-assed it, probably not. If I would have put my heart and soul into it, yeah, sure. A lot of <laughs> options out there, Scoots. There were a lot of people at the track. A lot of people. There were. A lot of honeys. <laughs> what do y'all think about a bachelor party to oxford for the uk old miss game 12 person van oh that, that would be a good sounds time. like a blast Man, i just would right. not want to be the person driving that thing on friday you all could like play golf around memphis or northern mississippi or something like that that'd be a lot of fun man a lot of fun yeah I'm jealous of you a texture says second tennessee a great way to end the show yeah great way to end the show big old second to tennessee uh, big old suck it to this Monday. Uh, it's just the worst. It's the absolute worst. But you know what? We can get through this. We can get through this together. Okay, Andy Bashir. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for all the texts into the show. We will be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Uh, probably will be. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a semi-newsworthy UK sports week in just terms of off the field, off the court news. Obviously, it's not in season. So stay tuned. Maybe a lot to talk about. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker. Roll Call.